0: <laughs>
1: Wait, hold on. No? Did did that catch?
0: Did what catch?
1: I opened a beer.
0: Oh, I'm gonna do that too. Fuck yeah! <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking Summit Summer Ale. Uh, that mm. is a local brew. I only, I almost only drink local beer, so it's hard to recommend yeah. it to people.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm drinking a local beer too, a double, a uh, Three Heads Double IPA, mm. which I think I don't think I, I don't know how much I like a Double IPA outside of a bottle, uh, uh, inside of a bottle. Like if I can have a glass to pour it in, yes, I love it. Like I will take any extremely hoppy beer. Inside of a bottle, it feels a little bit more concentrated. I'll still drink it. I still do enjoy it. I just. I think I prefer it more out of the bottle.
0: Yeah, I am hard to please when it comes to IPAs. Um, I like my Belgian IPAs because I think Belgian yeast brings out the best in every beer.
1: Um, I, I'm just a dumb. I, I, I'm just a dumb slut who doesn't know a damn thing about beers, and I just like it. I just like the way it tastes like I'm biting into an orange peel. <laughs>
0: like I again, I really like the um, the fruity, citrusy IPAs. You
1: know, like
0: the juicy ones, the hazy ones. I know they're really fatty right now, but like I still I enjoy them. I think they're um, you still fuck with it. (laughs) I I fuck pretty hard with it because I like I don't mind the idea of fruity beers, but I hate sours um, because they taste like candy. And I'm not if I wanted a sour beverage, I would get a cocktail. You know what I mean? I
1: fucking love sours. We've had this (laughs) conversation before. (laughs) I think we
0: have. I think we have. Um, Absolutely. You you have to try some Belgian beers. Because they are the best shit in the world. Um,
1: I, no, I, I think they've only had, like, the um, like Blue Moon's Belgian White, and I think that's about it.
0: Right, and that is a Coors. I mean, it's owned by Coors, so it tastes like yeah. Coors. With yeah. um uh, orange peel, like, breathed
1: into it, basically. Um, you, I mean, <laughs> They did the LaCroix, the LaCroix technique.
0: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so LaCroix, I, say, I say that as someone who fucking loves to drink sparkling water.
0: Oh, I love LaCroix, but I if I, I want my beer to actually taste like something... Yeah, um,
1: like uh, just eating a leaf,
0: right? <laughs> um, no, you have to get some Belgians. You have to get a saison, which is the Belgian farmhouse, or anything that says Belgian anywhere in it, um, because they've, there's just something particular. It's about it's something with all farmhouses, but particularly with Belgian ones. It's there's the yeast makes it taste like funky. It's kind of like um, having a a a a distinguished palate for weird cheeses is what. Ah. That's what I I, would equate. uh, So I basically uh, replaced my enjoyment of strange cheeses with my enjoyment of strange beers, um, since I'm dairy-free. Nice. I mean, I've been dairy-free for a while now, but... uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, But uh, but I'm filling that void within myself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) One must somehow...
1: I had a, I had literally the longest recording I've ever done in both, both 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 the most time I spent recording a podcast in one session and in one day yesterday. I cracked both those records. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this one to be like a nice, and I love the hell out of that. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's a great episode and I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. But I'm also excited for this one to just be like a leisurely stroll down the path of, remember that movie you watched a week and a half ago?
0: Yeah. Just a little nugget. Just a little movie yeah, nugget.
1: Just a little bonus nug. <laughs> Uh,
0: shall we get into it
1: must we <laughs> we I must I say that like I'm dreading this movie I, we I'd like this movie <laughs> podcast podcast one mom said it's my turn to use the the head smashing mallet podcast
0: you <laughs> have you been sitting on that one all day
1: no i just
0: came <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such confidence Thank that you. i had to assume that you'd been sitting on it all day um yeah, guess no. who's back
1: bitch it's me just for an episode
0: just for an episode i'll be back probably in september as well and yes, then for, because
1: we have an episode planned we
0: do and then first october i'll be back and um yeah so but right now I'm here. Hello, it's me, yep. it's Blair. Say hi to Blair.
1: It's Blair, we've missed Blair. Blair has not been absent from your life if you have also been listening to the Wonder Yorks, but if this is your main squeeze and you don't listen to Animorph's podcast, welcome back, Blair. How long have you been gone now? Ooh jeez. Um it's been- <laughs> Jesus Christ, Margie Gunderson, <laughs> slow the fuck down. <laughs> this is
0: this is what I this is who I become when I don't have your East Coast elitism influence upon me or whatever. <laughs> She Gunderson from Fargo? Yeah. I I I live with um so I went to high school with her, but uh she's way more Midwestern than me because she has a lot more family from up like up north, uh sure. my roommate. So um I've kind of got maybe a bad influence from that <laughs> because uh yeah, long O's and stuff like that. Oof by the way, it's
1: been it's been over five months since your departure from this podcast.
0: Yeah, I assumed it was something to that flavor. Uh, about six, I was gonna guess, but five. Uh, yeah, five or six. Yeah, uh, but I'm back. It feels good. It feels natural, um, especially because I don't need to recount the plot of this movie. Which actually isn't too hard. It's not a complicated movie. No,
1: I. This is going to be a podcast. It's really, just going to be us discussing parts of the movie that we liked and disliked, and just like I obviously we're not going to go through play by like beat by beat like we normally do for the regular episodes. Right. Um. This is just going to be a. I'm just going to have a quick rundown. Um. So our five main players are uh, Danny. Uh, a. Uh, oh, we or, should he, say
0: we're should we're talking. I know it says on the episode title. but oh, yeah, we are we're talking about Midsummer. About mid-summer uh, yeah, the new uh, Ari Aster movie. Mid-summer. Yes. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, Florence Pugh, uh, phenomenal in this movie. I mean, this entire cast is great, but I think Florence Pugh, like fucking, like this is like Tony Collette, hereditary levels. I felt like.
0: Oh yeah,
1: I loved her. Um, yeah. as like, uh, is she? Are they all like grad students? Um, I like, think they're their, PhD students. They're yeah. all PhD students, yeah. So there's there's Danny, her boyfriend Christian, um, Christians, and then Christian's friends Josh, Pele, and Mark. Pele is the uh, Pelle is the Swedish one, and he is their... Entry to the Midsummer Festival in Sweden. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, So
1: the plot is basically, the movie opens with a really, really upsetting scene. Um, it,
0: it felt very um, uh, familiar, you know? Yes, I was Yes, like,
1: very reverse hereditary.
0: Right, right. Like, I, I felt, oh, I understand. Like, oh, this is an Ari Aster movie immediately upon opening it. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, basically we open with um, a, a, a Danny... Um, just like slowly realizing that her sister has done like basically she's like basically murder suicided her self and parents her parents yeah, yeah, um, so,
1: and it, so but, yeah, that happens, and she's really upset, and her boyfriend Christian is about to break up with her at the time that it happens, but then he's like, well, can't really break up with a girl whose entire family just died.
0: Right, right. So
1: um. I'm just gonna kind of stick it out. Then, like six months later, it's summer. She finds out that he and the other boys are planning on going to Sweden, and she gets a little bit up. She's upset that she gets left out of that conversation. Right. They talk. She goes to Sweden. They go to Sweden. They trip on drugs for a while. Um, everyone dies. Well, every every one of the may, every one of the five dies, except for Danny, who becomes the May Queen and presumably lives the rest of her life with these cultists.
0: So I would say the um, the the thesis of this movie is respect women. Um,
1: respect women. I, I also think. I mean, I think there's a two. I think there's two theses, which is I that think, uh, I think the one thesis is, is respect women, and the other thesis is found families are good.
0: Yeah, I would. I don't know. I I, I would say there's.
1: Now, for full disclosure, it's been about a week and a half since we've both seen this movie.
0: Right. I, I felt a little bit. I mean, obviously, so uh, the movie ends with um, Christian basically being chosen to, like, is shoved in, into a bear body. in yeah, the and then, world's like, worst fursuit. Right. And um, uh, Danny is given the option, okay, so we need one more human sacrifice. Uh, do you sacrifice this rando, uh, who you don't know? Um, but who's offered himself like he's willingly like he's like there, this is like a, a community that's very like death positive positive, yeah. um, and so he's offered himself he's totally cool with it um, or do you want to do you want to sacrifice your shitty boyfriend um, who is probably gonna die anyway uh, let's be completely honest I don't think there was any saving him and I think she kind of realized that at that point because he's like completely paralyzed Um, And she's she knows that all of the other people she came with are dead. So she's Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, let's kill that one." Um, And we get the whole scene of that, and then like her laughing at the end. um, After it's like sobbing and then laughing, laughing basically. It's
1: Uh, it's excellent. And I I know we had very different reactions coming out of this movie because I felt like refreshed. Like like walking out, walking out of hereditary left like a pall on my entire night and I was really worried that was gonna be the case with midsummer but midsummer like I don't want to say that I was completely unperturbed like there have been scenes that have been sticking around in my head but like nothing compared to what I expected given hereditary and mildly refreshed by the end of it
0: uh I I don't think that's unwarranted. I think a lot of my reaction had to do with the reaction of the person I was seeing it with who yes. Um, definitely was way more stressed out about it and like, Mm -hmm. uh, like was like, had the beginnings of a migraine, like an hour before we started watching it, but she was all like, I'm going to take an Excedrin, I'm going to eat some food, it's going to be fine. It it was not fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, and also you, I know you are not a huge fan of like psychedelics and such.
0: No, no, not really. Um, I, though I don't mind, this definitely turned me off of them even more. Um, yeah. But I, that doesn't inherently ruin a piece of media for me. It's
1: very funny because <laughs> this actually pushed me a little bit towards talking to Andrea about doing acid.
0: <laughs> I, I think, and, like, I, I know another person who did, like, mushrooms just the other night, uh, and I have to assume not only a little bit, you know, like, influenced by this movie because, like... Of course. They were really into it, so... um uh, I, I don't from know. What I,
1: from I, what I've been told, the uh, the the hallucinogens for the are the, the hallucinations for the most part were pretty accurate to like what like average sights when you are tripping. On,
0: yeah, when you're on shrooms. Uh, yeah, because it's a, it's just a lot of like um, things wiggling mostly.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> um, oh, there was yeah the, the 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 everything wiggling and and faces distorting. Um, one, of my really favorite, ha-
1: one of my favorite parts regarding this is when she like just becomes may queen and she yes, gets that yes, crown yes, on her head and, yes, yes. and those flowers are like breathing breathing and, like, yes like, the, they're like the first things to move and like i was just like stuck on them like is that a trick of the eye or are those things moving and i stared at them for like a minute during yeah. that scene there was
0: a lot of moments like that for me in this movie yeah. there was um the, the the moment when he uh when christian oh, this is this is so cool because I was sitting with my friend and she was like, hey, why is his drink a different color than everyone else's? <laughs> and I was like, I was just hitting her on the arm and I'm like, oh my God, it's menstrual blood. <laughs> it's pussy blood. <laughs> it's menstrual blood. And then he pulls out a pube of his thing and I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, yes. Here's a thing that I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice. My, the person I saw it with did notice. Danny calls Christian Christian the entire movie. Which is definitely not an American pronunciation of that name. Um
1: Are you thinking Danny's like a plant?
0: Yeah, I'm talking is about this, you. Go get out this, of here.
1: Is this is, this, is this a salt situation? Is she like a, a plant? Is she like a deep cover agent for the Swedes?
0: It it's it's that's a theory. Um there's 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 an element of it I mean there's there's like um we're we're flirting with reality, Mildred wants to leave. All right, get out of here, you old woman. All
1: right. <laughs> Grandma Katie.
0: She's not that old. She's actually um one of the younger cats I've lived with in a while. Get out of yeah. here. I live with a real old woman back at well back at uh my parents' place. Um yeah. uh, she's like she's like ten or eleven or something. She's up there. Yeah. Um, um where was I? What was I talking about? Uh, uh you
1: were talking about the scene where Christian drinks pussy blood, and you said that she pronounces his name like Christian.
0: Yeah, the entire movie, even before she goes to Sweden. Um danny does and i think it's it's obviously we're like flirting with reality here um but uh so it's like what's fantasy and what's not and how much can we say is actually happening uh, uh, there's another interpretation is possibly not that she's a plant but this is just faded you know oh, yeah, like yeah, she, yeah. she's she was just destined to do, play this role
1: uh-huh. um
0: uh I, do they believe i can't remember does this particular i feel i don't feel like it's appropriate to call it a cult uh, even though it kind of is, it's a, it's a religious commune, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, most things are cults, but, you know, we re- reserve the word cult for a specific sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do they believe in reincarnation? I'm not 100%
1: sure. I don't uh, really remember. I think something like that. Because they definitely
0: 100%. have a, they definitely have a season-based regimented yeah. understanding a, of, of life. Speaking of that, they,
1: they, talk, they talk about how they're, I don't remember the exact correspondence of the seasons, Um, but I, I just, I really, because they, they divide it up into like, it's from age zero to, what, what was it? Zero to 16?
0: Zero to 16. Oh, for each of them? Yeah, I think it's yeah, a 16 yeah. it's year zero, for each of them years, or something I, like that. So it's
1: zero to 16, 16 to 32, 32 to... 48, 48 to 64. And I think the thing that I found interesting was that you could, like, at, among every single extra in that movie, you could tell at a glance exactly what of those four stages they were in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was really like, cool. Like, I never
1: felt, like, I mean, this was just, like, a really small thing, but, like, I never felt, like, one of the characters, like, on a border, and you could always tell, like, oh, this character's about to get fucking, this character's about to fucking jump off a cliff, break both their legs.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... That scene was rough. <laughs> that, so, here's here's my analysis of why I think Midsummer. Was so viscerally upsetting to me in a way that hered- *Hereditary* left me leaving left had me leaving very uncomfortable, but uh, *Midsummer* left me had me leaving nauseous, and I think mm-hmm. uh, this is why for me personally, um, when we think of our m- most gory movies, we think of there's 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 build up to each apex, you know? Um, yeah. it's we don't just have these isolated moments of gore surrounded by what is essentially in comparison to it. Uh, empty space, you know? It's yes, neutral yeah. space. I was uh, yeah, I
1: was about to say that. I think that's like I think that's like the point and I also completely understand why that's like
0: I think it's good. I think it's good that this movie got that reaction out of me. Yeah. Um I, I think
1: You just personally didn't like to feel it.
0: And it's not even that I didn't like to feel it. Um it's it's just that's just the reaction I had to it, you know? Uh huh, yeah. Um, I get you. I think I think um I think if that was its goal it was successful. I also think um the, the sort of like, you know, you know, pickled ginger after you eat some sushi sort of refreshment you get, you had from it specifically, um, is also intentional in that sort of, in that same sort of empty space sort of way. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, completely forgot. That, that scene was real. I think that, I mean, even with the broken leg part, that may have been like my favorite scene in the movie. It was like not that, yeah. not that I not that I like particularly love to see two old people just like cream themselves off a cliff. Cream yourself definitely has a different meaning than like dying. Like I feel like cream. It definitely
0: okay. definitely definitely does. Like extremely does.
1: <laughs> so I not that I not that I really enjoyed seeing two people eat themselves off a cliff and yeah. one of them break their legs and have to be killed by a giant hammer. Right. Um, but I just think that scene was like so like I was just like a ball of tension for that scene. Like, oh god like I as soon as that started, I knew as soon as that scene started, as soon as we saw the clip, I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Right. And it took like I, I don't know, like six, seven minutes to get to actual like touchdown, I guess. Long
0: long enough that you thought that maybe it wasn't gonna happen or that they weren't gonna show it.
1: Um yeah.
0: I don't know why I thought that Ariaster wasn't gonna show it. Um, Because it's, it's that there's no, you have, you have a sort of immediacy with, with the worst parts of what's happening. Um, You, not only do we see everything uh, as it's happening, we see it again later. um, Yeah. uh, And, and uh, different iterations. I, I, I I kind of, so, so first the woman's face falling, she falls face, face first onto a rock and it like her face explodes basically. And that's not mm. fun, but it uh, looks like scanners. I mean, it looks more realistic than scanners, but it looks—you know—it's like heads exploding like scanners, you know? Um, yeah, like
1: exactly like scanners. There's no di- there's functionally no difference between this movie and scanners.
0: Right, exactly. Um, and but so, but then the man, like you said, landing legs first, breaking his legs, and then still being alive and like ch- choking on himself. I kind of yeah. so that was rough, and I was like, hate this. That's fine. I kind of anticipated him being fucking whack a mole to be off screen, but it wasn't. I think it was <laughs> no. three different people who hit him in the head, and I think they showed I, every one of
1: those. I think it's. I think that scene was also really funny when the four people, like when the three or four people, like hit him on the head. Not funny, but like they just kind of, like, give him, like, from our from our perspective, it just kind of looks like they give him a love tap, and it kills him. And then they do it again, and it crushes his face. And, like, it... Obviously, there's much more weight to it, but, like, Ari Aster does not feel the need to, like, do it more. Yeah,
0: you know? I didn't... I was just like, so... I was just so shocked that I was seeing this. Not... I mean, again, I shouldn't be, because it's Ari Aster, but, like, I was just so shocked to be seeing it that, like, nothing else registered. Um, yeah. I and just like that the fact that none of the 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 people who were like had like the the, the you know the Americans the outsiders uh, were were had joined were like looking away at all was it's like i was like oh my god i would be just dying in that situation like i mean death rituals or whatever um i don't think it's like the most fucked up thing that happens in this movie even though it is what causes uh, the two british students to be like fuck you guys we're out yeah. um but uh, i would have just been like okay whatever i'm leaving I'm not yeah, leaving bye. but i'm i'm maybe for this particular event i'm just going to take a take a rain check on this yeah. one thank you please Mike don't go, wear my face as a mask later
1: might go smoke a joint in the woods
0: yeah yeah
1: um so can we talk a little bit about the things about this movie that we didn't like the things that missed for us cuz i do have a couple of qualms about this movie
0: go for minor, it minor yeah. and
1: major so um I personally don't have bipolar disorder. I kind of felt like that was just like a weird throwaway line to throw bipolar people under the bus. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: It feels it feels like I I I understand the reason that it was there. I know the narrative purpose that it served. It's still Felt and like I, I might be I might be out of line here. I might need to be. I, I might be out of my lane. It felt stigmatizing. Like if it was a if it was a if it, if instead of bipolar disorder, a mental illness that I am affected by is, was listed there, I feel like I would have felt like it was stigmatizing.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I totally get that. Uh, Ari Esther, I mean, for a lot, I think probably even more in this movie than in Hereditary has a problem with ableism. Um, yeah. it, I think it's not something that people talk about because it's not, like, scary, asylum, mental, ill, psychosis, patient sort no, of like you know? No, but very much you know? is,
1: like, like, in both this and Hereditary, you have, like, the visibly disabled child, the visibly disabled, possibly magical child as a source of horror. And, like... Right. Like Charlie, at least had things to do in the first movie. Like Charlie, like was a character until her head came off, and like she had like an impact. Whereas like the 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 like the visibly disabled kid in this movie, I don't even I don't remember his name because he's I don't, so. He was, he he, was he given does,
0: one. He was just like the Oracle or something like that. Yeah,
1: he shows up in like two scenes, and that's it. He only he shows up. You he shows up once to be introduced, and then once when there's like that like that weird orgy. Where like Christian is fucking the Swedish girl on a fucking Thanksgiving day on a Thanksgiving platter, um, right? We like pan up to see him just like sitting in bed, and like that's all we see of this character. And the only thing, the only reason this character's in this movie to be like, whoa, a kid that's visibly disabled, fucked up.
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, I mean, it's again, and then and then the explanation there is that like, oh yeah, we specifically. We don't have. They talk a lot about how. Oh yeah, we don't. We are really careful about um, mitigating incest in this sort of community and like keep, keeping genetic diversity and stuff like that. Even as as isolated as it is, yeah. um, but uh, we specifically um, uh, like choose like choose our oracle through inbreeding, uh, which is why this and it's it's like it seems as though this is supposed to be a sort of explanation that warrants. This this child's existence, but it's mostly like, isn't inbreeding fucked up? Isn't disability through inbreeding fucked up or scary or whatever? And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but it's also like not like the fucking 1500s. Like, like, what,
1: what is the, what purpose does, I, I'm not even asking why does this character have to be disabled, I'm asking the question, what purpose overall does this character serve for this movie? That, like, what, what instrumental, like, every other character in this movie, I feel like, has a purpose, there is a, there is a method to them being there, this character genuinely just feels like, I, I cannot figure out a reason for this that is not just like,
0: whoa, looks right. weird, the, right? If this book, I this book. I th- that's because of what I'm thinking about next. If this character did not exist, I think the movie would be functionally the same because you it. could you could have this sort of like book that's like their scripture exist, which is which is a reason for one of the characters die dying because he takes pictures from it, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then he's offed because that he was explicitly told not to. Um, that book can exist without this character existing um that is what felt very cliched that like this movie avoids a lot of cliches because you know it's like a
1: i mean i feel like it avoids a lot of cliches it also stumbles like dick first into some of them because like aside yeah. from the two old people that jump off a cliff like the two black british people are the first to die i mean one of them survives depending on what you consider surviving for a little yeah, bit
0: longer that's kind of rough
1: let out yeah 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 but, like, uh, aside from the two people who launch themselves off the cliff, like, they are the first two to die. Except for, like, you know, all of, like, the... Once the story is, like, in motion proper, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Um, I guess, but to counterbalance that, it's the it's the white dude who vapes from the Americans is the one who dies first from their little
1: group, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, is he from the Americans?
0: The, the one who's vaping?
1: Yeah, uh, Will Poulter? Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he was one of the American people with oh, that. I
1: thought you meant the T V show the American. No 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 no
0: no. No, he was in uh he was in uh the Maze Runner movie. <laughs> yes,
1: he definitely he very much was.
0: <laughs> that's how I know it' because um, my uh roommate who I saw it with um has watched all the maze runner movies and she was like, He's from Maze Runner and I was like, Yeah, and that's cheaty.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um <sighs> It was fun to see Chidi, I think, in a more Yeah, I role. love
1: William Jackson Harper. Like, I-, I figured William Jackson Harper was, like, a good dramatic actor, given right, what right. he did. But
0: uh, <sighs> it was so fun. Yeah, I I'd like, especially in a, a horror movie, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I guess the other thing, I uh, I've seen criticisms about this movie. Like, we don't need more movies about pagan cults being scary. I kinda agree. It's not really problematic so much as it's like a little overdone. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I, I feel like I feel like Hereditary was like I, 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 am trying to think of the way that I want to put this. Um, <clears throat> like I feel like this, like Hereditary, I felt like it was Ari Aster's. Like that was not like a a horror story I had seen before. Not on that like sort of like not I mean, like that. You know.
0: And it definitely felt more like a sort of um, Rosemary's Baby cult t- sort of vibe, if that makes sense, yes, you know? Yes.
1: It just, um, it fe- the, like these these two movies are very much pulling from the same well mm-hmm. and I think that the I definitely think that Midsommar suffers for it. Um, I think it is a worse movie than Hereditary because of that. Maybe if these had come out in reverse order I would have different opinions because I would be saying the same thing about Hereditary, but I digress in that I feel like these are, they're very, like the structure, the base structure of them is very similar in, in mm-hmm. a way that you can kind of track, you know, horrible family tragedy, like cults, fucking like head trauma, head trauma, very much head trauma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was some head trauma.
0: Yes. Someone's there head comes off. Yeah. Um,
1: naked old uh, ladies.
0: Naked old ladies. Are very important. Um, yep.
1: You had I, to see all those naked old lady titties.
0: I think I think. I got why, mad
1: during that scene in the theater because everyone in that theater was laughing, and I don't begrudge them for it. Like I think that was an unreasonable anger because specifically because I think that movie conditioned you to laugh a lot more than Hereditary did. Just definitely because it
0: like actually there, had, are there are jokes.
1: It's hilarious. Are, I think right.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did Ari Aster,
1: was Ari Aster, was Ari Aster on script for, uh, doing the script for this too?
0: I actually don't know off the top of my head.
1: Uh yes um, he yes he did so that, yeah, I mean yeah. this this proves this tells me Ari Aster does have some pretty solid comedy chops maybe he's maybe he's shown this in prior works that he's done but I haven't seen his non-feature works so I don't really know someone started mowing the lawn so sorry if you sorry if that picks up yeah um, I don't hear it so I think you're fine so like I think it's this movie is genuinely hilarious like there are a ton of like genuine belly laughs out of me from this movie and right I think
0: right it has just, a really like, colorful cast so yeah.
1: absolutely i think the cast is great i think the dynamic they all have with each other is really fun and like i think that the jokes like i i I feel like hereditary was just like a pressure valve that just kept getting more and more backed up like there was a blockage in somewhere and like this is very much the same And like i feel like letting out those little like spurts of laughter to relieve the tension just a little bit made me feel less like it made me feel much less tense, and whether that's good or bad, I'm personally not entirely sure, but I liked it a lot. I think Ari is very funny, and I would like to see him just do, like, an out-and-out out comedy at some point.
0: You think so? I don't know if I would enjoy
1: that. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's got jokes.
0: He's too much of an auteur, you know? He's, like, too film festival-y to do, like, a, a comedy that I'd be interested in seeing. Um, <laughs> he could do a dramedy, certainly. Um, but, you know, what is, what is a drama but not a dramedy inherently. Um, you have a good point. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess um, the reason why I think um, we we do these sort of like neo-pagan cults or these like satanic cults is that because of the the cults that actually exist within America presently um, or in our recent present, um, like recent past, uh, are a little too close to home for us to actually do horror movies about it. And when I have seen those attempted, they suck ass because they hey, are. So,
1: are you. Are you, are you are, is this basically your way of saying that there has been a Heaven's Gate movie and it sucks shit?
0: Um, no, I saw a Jones. A, basically, a Jonestown mock oh, movie. Oh, that's
1: bad. Um,
0: I don't remember what it was called, but it was literally Jonestown, but called something else. Um, and uh, it just sucked. It just sucked so much. It was like. Like, it was like, what if Jonestown had BuzzFeed journalists at it? Um, uh, It's essentially the plot of that movie. I don't remember what it was called. Unrelated to Topic
1: hand, but because you said that. Do you remember how the director of Halloween 2018, David Gordon Green, just has, like, a fucking axe to grind with podcasters? (laughs) Remember how the movie starts?
0: Uh The movie
1: starts with, like, two of the most, like, intentionally infuriating fucking, like, true crime podcasters I've ever seen on the silver screen right and like, and like to be fair I listen to true crime now I know that that's how true crime podcasters be like
0: sometimes yeah
1: <laughs> sometimes um... yes but it but still it just felt it just felt like David Gordon Green like I, I felt like a podcaster had wronged him at some point in his life
0: yeah yeah um I have, I have, not to open that can of worms, I have my personal qualms with some quote-unquote investigative journalists because basically if they're not, I distrust people who are not affiliated with an actual publication generally because it's like, well, what kind of actual investigative journalist training do you really have? You can't just knock on people's doors and be like, tell me about the murder. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's basically my problem with that I I actually I think they're right I think they have rights I think I think um Halloween 2018 was right to put podcasters on blast that's my (laughs) hot take that's my hot take
1: (laughs) that's a pretty good take I like that take um Mm -hmm. I'm listening to uh uh what's the podcast what was the podcast I listened to recently that I really liked that was a true crime podcast it wasn't Crime Town though I have been enjoying Crime Town Crime Town fucks hard Crime Town does fuck hard um (laughs) It also wasn't uh, The Dream, even though I did listen to all of The Dream lately, and I very much intend to do it uh, again sometime very soon. Um, I can't find out Oh, Somebody Somewhere. That's the podcast.
0: Oh, sure.
1: Have you heard of that one?
0: I haven't. I've heard of Someone Knows Something, um, but that's a different it, one, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, so some the first season, at least, is about uh, 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 a a federal prosecutor who was assassinated in his basement, and in fact that it's been a cold case for, like, 19 years, and the government, like, pushes them away from it.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm only a couple episodes in. It might not fuck that hard, but I, it, so far it fucks.
0: Yeah, all I think. Bite,
1: but could... bite-sized episodes. It doesn't have the weird bump... It doesn't have the shitty bumpers that Crime Count does.
0: <laughs> I've <Crime laughs> been kind bum- of endeared to their bumpers, if I'm being I honest. Mean,
1: I just think it's really kind of just, like, advertising, just, like... like I, I I don't know. Some of the stuff that's like advertising other podcasts on there, like sure, I get that. But like something's like, "Hey, send your DNA away." And then like there's a story about how like DNA testing like fucked some dude over.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> Oh my god.
1: Please, I... I know you have I know you have a rant about one of the podcasts you listen to. Um, well,
0: I don't I have there's some Here's my problem. Podcasts can shill for whatever they want. True crime podcast can shield for whatever the fuck they want. I don't care, except for Twenty Three and Me and Simply Safe, um, because uh, th- there's there's a big concerted effort with the FBI for being like submit your DNA to databases. Because admittedly, it did help catch the Golden State Killer. That's a good thing. Like, like that guy was in the police force and nobody could catch him because oh. nobody was thinking about looking in the police force, and then they used familial dna to catch him so fine that's cool but also there are risks so i'm saying probably don't send your dna anywhere um if you get I, arrested you'll probably get your dna taken and i guess that's fine because you did get arrested um same as like fingerprints or whatever else um I, I, oh
1: god that reminds me i, I listened to a uh, a podcast recently i was just like hey there's a true crime episode that Podcast is recommending to me i'm gonna listen to it. it's about the golden state killer and like it was pretty rote for like twenty minutes, and then they like gave like a really like like they used like a, a, a testimony of like a woman who had like seen the Golden State Killer at her door at her window, yeah. and like it like the writing took like a step up for a second. I was like, oh shit, is this podcast actually good? And then as soon as they were done with like the he was just outside my window, he could have gotten in, and that's why we recommend Simply Safe or what the fuck ever it is for like the home invasion protection thing. I was just like, okay, like bye. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm not going to put the specific podcast on blast, but there was one that I was listening to. I have stopped because I realized it was making me crazy. Um, uh, where uh, the the host would basically be like, "Would you put your children at risk by simply safe?" And simply safe is not an expensive service, so this could be done less ethically. But also, you're monetizing fear, and that's bad. <laughs> I would say thumbs down on monetizing fear.
1: Yeah, uh, Thumb, big thumbs down on monetizing fear from us, at fear baiting. Uh, so you want to just like go down a list of like just some things that we really really liked about this movie since we talked about. Unless there's other bad stuff you have to hang to to holler about.
0: No, nah, that's about it. Okay. Um, I would say that I, I I liked how this movie looks way more than Hereditary. Um, the visuals in Hereditary are good, but not striking. I think uh, visuals, I think a lot of
1: I think a lot of visuals in Hereditary kind of get. Um, What's the word? Hamstrung by the fact that a lot of that movie does take place at night, and like I'm not saying you cannot have a a strong like visual landscape at night. I it's just more that it's a lot
0: harder. It is, and And
1: I I I definitely feel like the fact that and a thing that I really liked about this movie is that like it was genuinely scary in moments of daylight, which I think is really really hard for a horror movie to hit.
0: Right, right, right. Um, and it's it's just I think I think again uh, Ari Aster really is good at creating. Um, not fear within me, but just like horror, you know, just like being at, which is a different emotion. Like I don't have, I like, it's not my heart is pounding. I don't have my like adrenaline racing. Um, there's no jumps, not really any jump scares. Um, it's just like, just like being purely horrified at what you're seeing unfold before you. Um, I think it's, it's such a, a unique flavor in horror movies, ironically, um, uh, and I, I like that being evoked from me, even if I feel like um, I have to watch Spongebob for three hours after I watch the movie, which is, is what I mean? ended up doing. Nice. <laughs> um. Um, even though it I, it did kind of, every time I was watching Spongebob, I was like, it's early season Spongebob, like the first season of Spongebob. I'm like, like half these episodes are just like little self-contained horror movies within themselves. So that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, what other things did I like about this movie? I you talked about the I I really like the um the cinematography. I mean, I know it's it was talked to death. I feel like in Hereditary, and I'll talk I, I I'll talk it to death again. I think Ari Aster is really really good at symmetry. I think Ari Aster loves to fucking like flip the camera upside down and sideways, and like, it's
0: it's really disorienting in the best way. Yeah, um, it's
1: it's phenomenal. Every it's like it's like slowly becoming like a signature move of his to just like flip the camera upwards like you're panning to the sky for a cut and then just like flip it all the way around.
0: Right, right. Um, it's like it creates versa. a sense of vertigo, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I loved in this movie um, the constant use of reflections.
1: Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. I so, forgot about that until just now and it gave me chills to hear you mention it.
0: Um, to, I, I think it used often to create distance between um, people in a room because you would only you wouldn't see two people... And uh, this sort of like when this sh- sort of shot was utilized the two people like basically in the same shot together unless um, like except through this this boundary of reflection you know they're in the mm-hmm. same room and you know that intellectually but, but um, one of them is
1: behind the camera and only can be seen through a reflection the other two people are in front of the camera
0: right exactly I think when this was most interesting utilized is when Danny was reflected in not a mirror but like a flat screen TV yes um, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it, it was only ever Danny who was being reflected, not anyone else.
1: That's not true. Uh, Christian's entire conversation with the guys, where he's like, "So I invited Danny along, but she's not going to say yes." Oh no,
0: you're totally right. You're that totally happens. Right. And
1: also, there is a very—it's it, a small scene. Um, but there is when uh, the second time you see Pele draw, no, the third time you see Pele drawing. It, the this is the time where, it, like, at the table after she been crowned the May Queen. You see him drawing and you can see his reflection in the table.
0: Yeah, you're totally right. And I was actually flipping the scene around the first conversation she has with Christian where yeah. he's reflected in the mirror. I was flipping that whole situation um, around
1: speaking a conversation with Christian, a very small thing, but fucking phenomenal blocking that I love to call attention to. Um, that scene after Danny finds out about the Sweden trip and she's upset and they're like having an argument in their apartment. And Danny is like, why didn't you tell me? Like, christian starts like getting kind of shitty about it and just being and like as soon as like he he's like kind of apologizing kind of like turning kind of like trying to leave and then like danny grabs him they switch places like where like they switch left right positioning Mm -hmm. and as soon as danny moves from the right to the left she starts apologizing like she has done something wrong right i thought that was really i thought that was a really cool blocking thing
0: Yeah, I and I, I mean, yes, that and also the writing as well. Like the way she apologizes, she's like, "No, I'm sorry. I just want to understand," you know? Because she's like, "There's distance. I see distance creating because the person I'm dating is not willing to communicate with me. So I'm gonna bring myself down to his level where he feels like he doesn't have to defend himself. I'm the one who's defending myself. I just like, like I understand that emotional, like, and like emotionally rhetorical sort of like." way to communicate with someone when you feel like they're pulling away and you feel like it's unfair for them to pull away. Um, I just loved, I mean, quote unquote, loved their relationship. I thought, um, it was, it had all the hallmarks of like a failing relationship for, between two people who feel like they should still care about each other, you know, like they didn't hate each other and they kind of barely resented each other. It was just like, we, we're in a relationship, We've we we need to continue to be in a relationship because this is what people in relationships do, you know. Um, I, obviously, Christian is not a good boyfriend, no. Um, but but uh, in a way that's not, in a way that is it can be emulated in real life. In a way that's not necessarily
1: um, right. He's not like cartoon character, cartoonishly evil, evil. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's just like kind of a shitty and emotionally unavailable boyfriend who kind of accidentally like. I, I don't know if it's accidentally but like he kind of like sort of gaslights sort of emotionally pushes danny to places
0: yeah like, definitely
1: bad boyfriend um, but definitely
0: yeah i mean definitely
1: deserves to be crammed in the world's worst furs- fursuit and burned alive sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> by the end of the movie certainly by the beginning yeah, of it um, i think he probably just
1: deserved of- to break up with danny <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> speaking of um bad, speaking of bad boyfriend, um, I think a really interesting detail that uh, I, I saw pointed out to me. This is a very Reddit comment, but I think it's intentional, and I I, I like it. Um, but just that scene when uh, da, uh Christian is like, no, I didn't remember your birthday. I totally had this piece of cake and candle. He can't light the, uh, he can't light the thing because the spark won't go. Mm-hmm. S- like literally, the spark between them has like fall has like vanished.
0: Right. Exactly. It is Um, literally a
1: spark between them that is gone.
0: And it's actually a really tense um, moment because you can tell that neither of them want to be doing this thing that they're doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's interesting. It's like such banal relationship tension um, that in a sort of horror movie context... Uh, it's interesting. I think it's. I think it's again. It's that sort of. I hate the word juxtaposition, but it's a, that sort of juxtaposition. I it,
1: love the word juxtaposition.
0: I feel like I use it too much when I talk about it. It's. It is. It's when I talk about movies because every 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 piece of media sh- at least should have intentional juxtaposition between two elements. Um, so obviously it's there, but it's like it's it's this sort of like you know this difference between it's this banal banal tension that culminates in like literal like burning alive you know uh so it's it's i don't know it's a weird movie i liked it um i liked it i would i don't know um i'm i'm excited to see where ari aster's film career goes from here i hope he um uh is a little he's obviously an imaginative person who has a really strong vision um I would love to see him direct a movie that he didn't write. Yeah. Um I, I I don't love the whole idea of, like, the director as an auteur, you know? I yeah, think it's... absolutely.
1: And I think that – I feel like if Ari has, like, uh, someone else writing for him, I think that, like – or like at least someone else collaborating with him to like knock down some of him saying, okay, so what if this child had a really bad burn mark all right, over their right. face? Like, I right. so someone can just like say, hey, you did that. You already did that twice.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I just wish I knew what he was and what he what he thought he was trying to say with that sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. i like, because I, I, like, I, wanna just like I, I guarantee on my be like, you, hey. there's like a better way to say what he's trying to say.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Um, but I mean, generally speaking, I, am I'm, I'm excited. I was excited about Hereditary. I'm excited about this movie and I'm excited for, I, I like these weird film festival horror
1: movies. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think, I mean, I, a horror as a genre was an art before them, but I, and I don't think this elevates them. I just think it's, um, a new way we're, um, interacting with horror as a genre. And I think it, I, I, mean, I think it says think... something about, you know, how horror says stuff about our psyche, gen- uh, like generally, I think it says something about our psyche, but I haven't figured out what it is yet.
1: Yeah. Um, I also think that it says that like A twenty four has been a massive boon for this industry. Like they have they have published some phenomenal movies like since they since they're like since they started producing and distributing um back in twenty thirteen. But like I think they have been like exceptional for horror movies. Cause like yeah. I don't think I don't think Hereditary makes big screen without A twenty four coming in. I don't think like I don't think the, I don't think Midsummer makes big screen. I don't think It Comes At Night makes the big screen if A twenty four is not there. I don't think the Black Coat's daughter comes to the big screen. Like there are so many excellent, excellent horror movies that A twenty four has bankrolled, and I am glad that they are putting their weight behind that. I mean, they're right. also put, they're also like, not to say like they're not, like, not putting, not like, they're, they're doing other really good things. Like, you know, they did right. the killing I, I mean, of the secret deer and lady Bird. Yeah. 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 And fucking, uh, moonlight, like a whole bunch of good movies. Um, right. but I just, I think that they had played a, I think they played a large role in getting these art house films in front of more people's eyes. I would not have seen it comes at night. Otherwise I would not have seen these two Ari Aster movies. Have you seen it comes at night, by the way? I haven't. That would yeah, be also fucked.
0: I've heard good things about it. Um, I just think, like, I remember... I think this was uh, 2015 or 2016. Um, I remember the first A24 movie I saw was The Witch. I saw it, and I'm like... if I mean, it felt reminiscent of a Lars von Trier. Um, but uh, it definitely it was like, oh, this is kind of a new era for horror. Because yeah. um, I don't I know if saw- Lars von Trier would call himself a horror director... I think he's um, too much of a Nazi for that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh,
1: Lord
0: von Trier. I hate Lord von Trier. Um, maybe one of these days hey, I'll watch it, Antichrist was... again and enjoy it, but I fucking hated it the first time I watched it.
1: What if his name was like Lord von Trier? L-O-R-D-E?
0: I, I don't know. It's, do you have a punchline to that joke? Or are you I expecting me just... to supply one?
1: I think you accidentally said like Laura's von Trier at one point. My brain was like, "Hey, let's go on that fun tangent." And I don't really have the tangent. Did not go very far. <laughs>
0: sure, sure, sure. Um, suddenly, I can't remember any Lord songs and um, except. Summertime for...
1: sadness. Video that's, games? that's
0: Lana Del Rey, and I was just about to say "Summertime Sadness," but that is Lana Del Rey, babe. Video <laughs>
1: games also Del Rey was also Lana Del Rey. What? Video games.
0: Yeah, that was also on the same Fuck. album.
1: Um, Royals. Lord did Royals.
0: Lord did Royals. <laughs> I can't believe you named two Lana Del Rey songs. Who are you? What kind, of, what kind of homosexual are you? Jesus.
1: Wait, do you mean that I I don't know Lord or that I know Lana Del Rey? I don't know which of those you're supposed to be like like making fun of me for.
0: You should tell the you should be able to tell the difference between them is what I'm saying. Because because I like, don't
1: listen to either of them. I've listened to two songs by Lana Del Rey and one song by Lord. Actually, no, I listened to... What's that Lord album where she's like... It's like blue and she's like laying on a bed or something? Melodrama. Yeah, I liked that album, but I don't remember it's a damn song off of it.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's a good album. Green Light is a song off of it, I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't know that song by name. Um, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest about this movie? Or do you want to get into question? Uh, let's get into questions. Question is, is the end of the movie just a oh, trolley problem? And I would say no, because I feel like... when you kind of. I th- mean... I mean, Depending yeah. on how much you care for Christian by that time. I hey, mean, okay, hold on. This is something that was like percolating in my brain at the time of the movie, and I just remembered it, and we'll go back to this question, I promise. Yes. But um, so is there anything here but the fat the five main characters, the non-Swedish one, all have biblical names? Like obviously Christian, Danny, you kind of have to stretch and make it the male version, which is Daniel, um, Josh, Joshua, and Mark. Is that anything?
0: Um, it could be something, I th- um, definitely. Uh, I Like Daniel
1: s- the Biblical figure was thrown into a lion's den, right?
0: There's, yeah, maybe. You would know, you would think I would know because I was raised Catholic and I went to Sunday school, I don't really know. Um, uh, I, I, I would say uh, Counterpoint, those are really common, ca- common names, but Counter Counterpoint, that would be cool, wouldn't it? That would be fun. <laughs>
1: I just I don't know where that's going. I just kind of need to get out of my out of my zone.
0: Hypothetically speaking, it could be sort of like oh, here is um, paganism versus Christianity, Christianity, which 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 um, you know very directly like work to oppress paganism. Um, okay,
1: now we're cooking. Yeah, I, I mean, think we got a th- I think we have a theory on our hands. Hold on, I could hand, write a paper about Reddit. this.
0: I, could, I don't think it's per, perhaps the most interesting part of it, but I could definitely write, write a p- paper about this if I wanted to.
1: Um, um, I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this out of the edit. By the way, I am going to write an essay about something for Paprika. I need to just like get, after we do that movie, I need to do the podcast and then do like an hour long call with you where I like bounce shit off of you for for that essay. Okay, we'll do. Come cool. into it, um, um, but trolley problem. Uh... So I mean, if, you were,
0: if you were void the, if of you, context, sure. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it has to do with weighing human lives over one another, which is at the basis of the trolley problem. You know, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't quite. I don't. Well, I mean, no, actually, if we're going down like void of context, it's not the trolley problem because the trolley problem is supposed to be: do you like? let do you act to kill one person or do you not act and let five people die whereas this is like you have this is more of a sophie's choice where she is forced to choose it's not exactly a typically tough decision like sophie's choice was but um i think calling this the trolley problem means that like like th- like i feel like for the trolley problem to be called into effect like mo- like more than like, it cannot just be equal losses on both sides i feel like for the trolley problem to be you know what i mean I
0: guess so. Like um, one
1: life or one life. I know one I know the one life has a lot more meaning to Danny than the other one does. But right. I think in this I think in this specific case like I think the trolley problem would require more bodies to be on the line.
0: Counterpoint. I think the trolley po- problem is about va- what is the value of a human life um and can you can you really decide Actually, I think this one is a lot more difficult cuz it's like okay, we have a willing participant, but it's still a human being who's going to be killed versus my shitty boyfriend, but that's still a human being who's going to be killed. Um, So which one deserves to be killed more, basically, which is uh, similar, but not exactly the same as like, do three human lives, are three human lives valued more than one human life because isn't the loss of any life equivalent is, is a counterpoint to the trolley problem. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's trolley problem asked.
1: Yeah, definitely. Cl- definitely. Cl- definitely. The, the, the answer like, I was being pedantic just because that's my thing. It is definitely more. The answer is definitely more yes than it is. No. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah. Um, uh, someone should make that meme.
1: Yeah. Listeners. Um, uh, anything else? Or do you want to just wrap this up? Plug your shit and we get out of here.
0: Uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, Do we save, um, recommendations for the main episodes? Hey, since I haven't been on, can I recommend something? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I won't stop you. Listen to the story must be told. It's the best fucking podcast in the world. If you like short horror stories, listen to the story must be told. Um, it is like, uh, it is like, it's a short horror story podcast with a wraparound of it being like, again, like a sort of like um more of a of a scientology-esque cult i would say like if scientology was smaller and scarier um uh and a little bit more satanic uh uh it would be the, the sort of vibe there um listen to the story must be told it's uh, done it's in the same network as uh last podcast on the left so if you like that sort of horror vibe that sort of weird gruesomeness um it it'll fuck your shit up it is the best shit um do that where, okay blair, anyway.
1: blair where can people find you
0: you can find me at Blair Kitsch on Twitter or on the Wonder Eurks, this other podcast I do. I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Sarah. I do it with her and also our mutual friend, Seda, um, where we talk about e Um And that's about it. I am I keep a low profile. You know yeah. how it is. Uh,
1: I also do Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, uh, the Love to the Podcast. Yes. And I normally do the Patreon thing, but this is releasing uh, as a Patreon exclusive for a couple of days before it goes to the audience. So, if you're listening to this, it means you're already a patron. I'm not going to plug the patron stuff to you, the patrons. So Yeah,
0: but what about when it releases to everyone else? Fuck yeah, them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck you guys.
1: You could have had this shit three days earlier, maybe a week earlier. I don't know when I'm putting this shit out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, did you plug your shit? Sun has Zain-
1: Yeah, Sun has Jenya on Twitter. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-I. I'm taking a low profile to this shit this week. I just kinda, I'm just i really hot and I want to be able to turn my fan on.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you want to find us, like, look into your heart. If you want
1: to find us, fuck off.
0: Yeah. Um, throw, <laughs> just kidding. Throw, just kidding. I actually,
1: I, I, just kidding. I'm not that mean. I love you.
0: <laughs> Release a bird into the sky and follow it where it goes. Exactly. Um, or maybe look under your bed. I might be there. You never know. Who um must? Uh, so, um, bye. Yeah? yeah I, I'm from Blair. I'm Sarah. Um, I want to say it, so you, you set and me And remember... You look about a fucked up guy anywhere. Bye. bye.
1: bye.